Welcome to the Let's Talk Energy podcast from EnergyNet. This series was recorded at the Africa Energy Forum 2023 in Nairobi, Kenya. Join us for this and other episodes as we talk to the industry players, stakeholders, and rising stars of Africa's energy sector. Okay, so I am Tony Tio from Renewables in Africa. What we do is we are raising awareness about renewables energy in Africa and across the world. Hello, I'm uh, François-Xavier Dubois. I'm uh, working for Siemens Energy and heading the Eastern Africa sub-region. And uh, as you probably know, Siemens Energy is one of the main uh, energy players. We're having some solutions on the whole energy value chain from oil and gas, power generation, high voltage transmission, renewable power generation and hydrogen. So, okay, so uh, that's very good to have you here, so uh, François Xavier. So we're almost at the end of AEF, so that's the third day. And I just want to know, how has it been so far for you? Have you been able to close some deals? Um, I would not say uh, as much as closing deals, mm. but um, I believe AEF is uh, the right opportunity for us to uh, reunite uh, each year with uh, the main uh, stakeholders. Uh, of our projects on the African continent and also to um, yeah, meet new potential customers and uh, certainly to push forward some, uh, some projects in the directions of deals. So nothing signed this week, unfortunately, but uh, in the right direction. So um, here at AEF and obviously people listening to this podcast, they're always very curious and understand what kind of current project are you working on at the moment? And uh, what are the territories that are, are interesting for you in the continent? Because it's a big continent, we all know that. And uh, as well, I, I know Siemens Energy is a massive company, but I'm sure you can't tackle all the places at the, at the same time. So where, what are your priority in terms of the territories and what kind of current project are you working on at the moment? Yeah, thank you for that question. I mean, of course, Africa as a continent is very diversified and we should not make the mistake to say that Africa is one continent and each country has the same challenges and the same opportunities. Um, so if I may concentrate on the, on the region that interests me more, I'm heading Eastern Africa. And um, for Siemens Energy, basically before we had uh, Africa, the Africa continent separated in two regions, the French-speaking part and the English-speaking part. And last year we decided to put more focus on Eastern Africa because we recognize its high potential for renewable energy transition, hydrogen. And so we decided to create last year a new sub-region and um, that's the one I'm heading now. And if we look at more the precise projects that interest us in this part of Africa, um, I mean, we have a, a wide portfolio, so it depends strongly on the country. Tanzania has recently uh, discovered gas. They uh, have some important gas to power ambitions and they do need the electricity because uh, they are in, uh, in need of, uh, of some 300 or even more megawatts. Um, so that's one focus for us, for our gas to power portfolio. Uh, again, in Tanzania, there's the oil and gas um, with the LNG terminal project. Also big focus for us for oil and gas applications. And now if we look at the other countries, especially Kenya, uh, Kenya is a big focus for us for renewable. We believe that uh, Kenya has the potential in, in the, the sub-region to probably be the country where you have the next renewable projects or hybrid projects integrating wind, solar, battery. 
um, which will also need um, some investments in the, in the grid, in strengthening the grid infrastructure, in also stabilizing the grid infrastructure. And then last but not least, we also believe that in Kenya, there's the right potential um, to, be, uh, to, to see the first hydrogen projects coming out of the ground. Yeah, so talking about strengthening the grid, I'm going to come back to that in a second because I think I've been watching quite closely what you say and I want to come back to that. But I can see that there is a big vote of confidence in Kenya. And if I'm correct, I may have heard that you're opening a new office in Kenya so, or have I actually misunderstood? Um, yeah, it is, it is more or less true. So um, we, as I said, we have a new subregion and I'm heading this subregion and, and I decided to um, localize myself in Kenya. So as from August, I will uh, come over with the family to Kenya. Uh, we already had some presence here. In fact, we already have a, an office here for the high, high voltage um, direct current connection. We are currently commissioning between uh, Kenya and Ethiopia. So we have an office for the project. Um, SGRE has also an office for the uh, wind uh, park we have here. And I mean, the last six years we were present in Kenya also with some employees doing some business development and developing new projects, mainly in the um, industrial power generation, in the sugar industry, for example, biomass to, uh, to electricity. So it's not like we are opening a new office, mm -hmm. but I would say we are strengthening our presence here locally in Kenya and also in other countries of the subregion. I have now a new employee in Tanzania as well. Mm -hmm. um, and this is only a start and we hope to have the projects in the, in the near future to allow us to expand further. Yeah, definitely I can see you by you moving the family to Kenya, that's a big vote of confidence because I'm sure there's some strong stakeholder, stakeholder <laughs> that you need to consult with before. So that's absolutely great. So I want to come back to uh, the question of the grid because I heard you saying recently that the technology is not a problem, but there needs to be some work to do on the grid. I don't, I'm wondering whether you can expand a bit more on that, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's, it's our slogan. Technology is not the issue. Um, and what we mean by that is that the technology out there is available and we have most of the technology in our portfolio to make the energy transition happen. Um, now, but what I did I mean by strengthening the grid is that if we really want to allow um, the renewable potential of Kenya, of Uganda, of Ethiopia um, to be harvested, we really need also to invest in the grid infrastructure in order to make sure that, that this electricity that is produced re usually remotely, if we take the example of Kenya, it would be produced like up north or in the high wind uh, sectors. Um, same for solar, we need some big uh, space to have a solar field, so it would not be near the capital city, um, also not necessarily near the consumption um, centers, and that's why we need this grid infrastructure to be strengthened in order to allow that. Okay, that's fine. I think that uh, uh, makes sense. But I would say, so you've made a strong case here for the grid to be strengthened. So what is preventing that from happening right now, to your knowledge, right? Because I think I'm sure you have a certainly a wider view on the market in Eastern Africa. And I'm sure throughout your experience in the sector that you were telling me just before we jump on the, on, on the podcast, Africa as well, what is actually stopping progress here? Um, yeah, I, I think it's, there's nothing really stopping progress. It might be going a bit slowly, but progress there is. Um, and what I think is, is maybe um, delaying the progress 
um, would be consistency. Uh, consistency uh, in the projects that are um, promoted or put forward from the, the, polit the politicians uh, and the project that they support. Um, and also um, allowing maybe uh, or fac more facilitation for private investments. Um, there's been a lot of progress now with um, like some um, uh, IPT mechanisms. Uh, so basically the IPP applied to the transmission sector, uh, which we see as a progress. Uh, also unblocking some, uh, some yeah, financing mechanism that allow uh, some projects to progress. Okay, so that's good to know that, that uh, you see progress nevertheless, which is uh, a good thing to, uh, uh, to see. So you talking about the transmission. Are there any transmission projects as well that you're working on? Because I know many people sometimes spend a lot of time on the generation, mm -hmm. getting the transmissions. So what is Siemens Energy doing in this sense, concretely on the continent? It's part of a whole. Uh, it's really part of a whole ecosystem. Um, so I mentioned earlier there's the high voltage direct current transmission between um, Ethiopia and Kenya. This is, this is a great project. It's, uh, it's a one of a kind in this region of Africa and I hope it will be followed by others uh, of an interconnection, uh, for example, between the Eastern African power pool and the Southern African power pool, which would allow also exchanges Probably in, uh, now that, uh, for example, uh, your neighbors out of South Africa need more electricity, this could be an option. Why not? Eastern Africa exporting electricity to South Africa. I mean, the interconnection is only strengthening the grid and also allowing to form more capacity. And second, secondly, I mean, with interconnection comes also reliable power. And I think we should not forget, I mean, we look at generation capacity, interconnections, but what is the goal of all that? It's electrifying population, which allows social development, access to education, which allows uh, job creation, and also reliable electricity allows industrialization. And again, it means job creation, it means growth. Um, and this is, I think, what I hope will happen uh, as soon as possible. Um, I've worked in Africa the last 10 years, and so, uh, I, I mean, Africa is in my blood and I'm coming now to live with my family in Africa and uh, I want the best to happen here and that's, that's really what I would like to And have. that's good to understand that. And when you step into a project, mm -hmm. what's your preference? Do you prefer to be a contractor? Are you a full turnkey solution provider? Are you an investor? So what is your preference instead of stepping into a project? So we are um, by DNA a technology provider um, and our portfolio be being very wide we don't have, um, let's say, a, a standard from the box preference on how to approach a project. Um, in some parts of our portfolio, definitely, we would position more on, uh, on an equivalent supply approach. Uh, like if we look at the, um, the oil and gas uh, technologies we have in our portfolio, like if we look at the uh, gas turbines or steam turbines, uh, because we have little added value to do the EPC. There are other people out there that do that uh, better than us, um, frankly speaking. And um, if we look at some other parts of the portfolio, like on the, on the wind, where basically we have the, the equipment itself represents the biggest part of the capex, um, there we would uh, have more a solution approach uh, to the market. Okay, that's fine. That's, uh, that's good to know. And as you are an equipment provider, so one of the key things that I hear sometimes when talking to officials from different countries, they would like a company like yourself to bring down facilities, factories into the country. Mm -hmm. So what do you need to see for that to happen? 
Um, yeah, this is a question we often get. And um, to be 100% honest, we don't have anything against it. Uh, what we need to, uh, to happen in order to, for it to materialize is we need very strong guarantees to have sufficient uh, volume of business in the countries in that technology for us to make an investment in that area. Okay, so guarantees. Who should provide the guarantees? Is it a country? Is it investors? Where do you see, basically? It can be both, it can be a mix. Um, but it's, yeah, it's not our core business to um, be a developer of projects and then install uh, a factory and continue developing um, opportunities. Our core business, as I said, is to, is to manufacture the technology and do the necessary R&D to have always the most innovative and efficient technology to provide to our customers. Um, but if there are some opportunities of localization that makes sense uh, business-wise in order to better serve our markets, better serve our customers, uh, we will look at it. Yeah, and localization. So how important is it for you? Because I also have to be honest, because I want players like yourself to come into the market, but I also have to relay some of the, there's a concern that the locals may have because they see big guys like you, big muscle, they feel like they may not have space anymore into the market. What kind of effort do you put in place to integrate them into the industry? Which I'm, so, I'm sure this is something of particular interest for you. Um, so, we do at Siemens Energy also uh, have um, a part uh, called um, uh, yeah, Project Ventures and we do look at um, new companies out there in the market with innovative uh, solutions, innovative approach uh, on the market where we play and we say, okay, this could be some technology or some service uh, that could be a good complement to our portfolio. And uh, yeah, we have some initiatives where we do uh, work together. Uh, we also allow some of those companies, for example, to have access to some of our facilities or our, um, our factories equipment in order also to progress more quickly. And yeah, at a given point, uh, the question will come. Uh, do we invest in them? Do we integrate them? What do we do? But this sharing and this, um, let's say, uh, Benef uh, mutual benefit relationship already exists and that's something we are looking at in Africa. Okay, so you're very open for players to engage you and potentially share what they have and you will look at that and consider that on their merits. Yeah. yeah and Kenya is, is one of the countries where we know that it's, it's a strong uh, soil for startups and so yes, it is one of the um, yeah, one of the mandates or the missions I have is to keep an eye open for startups that would have uh, interesting approach services technologies uh, that we could consider uh, in the future. So definitely if you listen to the podcast you want to contact Siemens Energy because they want to hear from you. So I want to take you back to hydrogen because you say one of the reasons as well why the, uh, the uh, company is investing more into Kenya because you believe the first hydrogen project will happen here. From Siemens point of view how ready are you to roll out this technology so into the market, especially the green hydrogen? We are 100% ready to roll out the hydrogen technology. I mean, really, we live by a slogan. Technology is not the issue. Um, we are opening in, uh, in October uh, our hydrolyzer factory in Berlin, uh, which will be capable of manufacturing about one gigawatt of electrolyzers per year in the beginning. 
We have the ambition, um, with the, hopefully the market will follow, but we have the ambition to ramp that up, up to 3 gigawatt by 25. So yeah, we are ready for hydro, hydrogen projects. Now, we must also understand that it's, it's really a new market. Um, it's, it's a new technology. And so it still takes a bit of time for the projects to, to do the whole um, yeah, assessment of the business case. Um, for hydrogen, what is critical is to have the off-takers with the guarantees for a long-term off-take because those are capital-intensive projects. And so before trying to get investors interested in a project, you first need to have a strong business plan. And how to have a strong business plan, you have to have a strong off-taker with guarantees. And there are some players that are already looking at it and progressing quite well. Um, and we are definitely following them and, and supporting as much as we can with our uh, technical expertise. And that's very good to, uh, to hear. So this summit in AEF is quite particular because last year in Brussels, so there was the, I believe, the first or the second Youth Energy Summit. And I think they've done it as well this year, much bigger scale. And I was actually, I don't know whether you've had a chance to talk to approach some of those let's say young entrepreneurs from the from the continent so is there anything any message of encouragement that you want to share with them so i'm sure they will appreciate that um yeah first i, I want to make note that um we participate at the youth uh, summit uh, this year uh, my counterpart responsible for southern africa uh, tabo molekoa was a speaker at the the youth summit and it's definitely definitely a big uh, focus for us um, especially I mean, we are able to do more, of course, in countries where we have a, a stronger, bigger presence, uh, like in South Africa, for example, uh, where clearly Tabo is, uh, is leading some initiatives uh, in partnerships with, uh, with schools in order to, um, yeah, to try to promote uh, the technical study and, and bring also Arsha to how to, uh, how to support, the, for example, young engineers that, uh, that want to get acquainted with the business world, etc. And this is, this is in the DNA of Siemens Energy. We are a company where I don't know exactly the statistics, but yeah, maybe one person out of three is an engineer. Oh, okay. <laughs> definitely. There's a strong case there as well. So my last two questions for you. So AEF is celebrating 25th anniversary. And I was wondering, so how do you see the next 25 years for the industry, for, for Siemens and maybe for Kenya? So or Eastern Africa, let's say that. Um, I see that as a bright future. Um, I mean, I, wa I was discussing yesterday with, uh, with some of my colleagues about the um, Paris Agreement and, uh, and how uh, Africa can, uh, can benefit from, uh, from the, this, this global uh, willingness now to, uh, to really decarbonate and, and to reach the Paris Agreement. And one of them mentioned that uh, Africa, if we look at the renewable potential of Africa, if we would capture and realize only 1.2% of the projects that are out there in renewable energy in Africa, it would be sufficient today to meet the Paris agreements. Mm. So I believe the future of Africa is bright. Will it happen in one year, two years? I don't believe it. But I feel that more and more uh, the, the rulers of the African states uh, are conscious about the opportunity this represents from them and their country because this needs to come first and the role they can play in, uh, in this energy transition. Uh, like there's I think 47 of the African states that ratified the Paris Agreement. Uh, I mean, this is a huge majority. That is, yeah. This is great. 
clearly, clearly. My very last question for you. So you moving here with the family in August, that like you say, are you planning to take Swahili lesson? Definitely. That's already <laughs> planned. Planned and booked. Okay, excellent. So we're looking forward to hearing from your progress next year. So it's been a pleasure to talk to you. And I want to say thank you for your company, company that don't believe that technology is the problem, but believe that we can work together to deliver that energy transition and for the continent to move forward. So pleasure to see you, sir. Asante Sada. Bye-bye. This series was recorded at the Africa Energy Forum 2023 in Nairobi, Kenya. Join us for this and other episodes as we talk to the industry players, stakeholders and rising stars of Africa's energy sector.